Welcome to Mellow Cat's Expert Chat, where we help you upgrade your cat lifestyle. And today we have a special guest. We have Kendra Baker, who's been making efforts to communicate with her cat, Billy, using buttons that humans usually use when they're nonverbal. Hi, Kendra. Thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having us. She's actually on my YouTube video before, just a year before, and so many of you wanted to see her again. So here's the video. For those of you who don't know who she is, Kendra is the human behind Billy Speaks. That's the name of the YouTube channel, a social media channel that is featuring Billy, which is a 14-year-old cat who uses augmentative interspecies communication, also known as AIC buttons. And Billy started her journey back in May 2020 with just one button, just one, and now she has over 70 buttons. Woo, round of applause. That's a lot. I can imagine <laughs> your whole living room is covered in buttons. Yeah. Yes. And you can follow her journey and Instagram and YouTube. It's Billy Speaks. I'll put the information in the description. And when it comes to these buttons, the first person that I think of, obviously, it's you. And Definitely, Billy. I always thought what you're doing with her is being totally brilliant because I think most humans really don't have that idea. Like a lot of them were actually inspired by you. In fact, I think it's a win-win for both of you either way. Obviously, both of you like this process a lot and both of you are learning a lot. And also, I really appreciate the effort that you're putting in just to keep Billy stimulated. It's so good. Thank you. So in a nutshell, everybody, Billy Speaks is a channel where Billy is pressing these buttons and her human, this is the face of the foot that you always see in the (laughs) videos, that is responding and communicating with the buttons. Okay, so let's start with the warm-up question for those of you that's watching for the first time. How did you go about training Billy to use these buttons? And could you explain the process that you followed just in a nutshell? Yeah, absolutely. All credit to us starting definitely goes to Christina Hunger. She was the first person to make the leap from using these buttons with humans to using them with animals. You can follow her on social media. She's at Hunger for Words. And she has really great getting started resources on her website. And that's what we followed. The elevator pitch for how you train these buttons is just modeling. It's essentially how you might learn a foreign language through immersion. It's a lot of repeated pressing of the button, saying of the word, and pairing it with that concept. So for an example, if you wanted to do outside, you would say outside, press the button that says outside, and then you would go outside with your learner. Hmm. Okay, so that's the step. Say it, press it, play it, do it. And then repeat a gazillion times, so many times, (laughs) which is absolutely the thing that, that most people are not prepared for when they first start. I get a lot of messages saying, we haven't had a button press yet. And it's like, how many days have you had the buttons? Two, it's not an overnight sensation by any means. It requires an awful lot of patience, a lot of frequency of repeating the words and the button presses and doing everything. So your learner is going to get a lot of attention during the training process. Yeah, definitely. That is one question that I was going to ask you later. I guess I'll ask it now. Can you share your experience on the importance of patience and persistence during this training process? And are there any specific instances that really stood out? Like, yeah, I think that's those are the cornerstones of using these buttons is that it is patience. It is frequency. It's persistence. 
Mm-hmm. Billy was, I'm just going to put her on the floor. She just had surgery. So I'm <gasps> making sure that she's like really calm. We talk about it afterwards. But yeah, she's, I'm just like, so if I'm like watching her like a hawk, that's why, because I don't want her to do anything dumb. Yeah. Patience, persistence, absolutely the cornerstone of this process. So you have to continue to model the words. It cannot just be, oh, well, I said outside once and then press the button. I don't understand why they don't get it. Anyone that's learned a foreign language, that repeating things is absolutely necessary, especially when you're first starting out. Once you've had the basics and they've been around the buttons for a little while, you don't necessarily need to spend as much time when you're adding new words on board because they already have that process of when I press this one, then this happens. But you don't have to be like, oh, this is a new thing. This is a new button. So absolutely, you just you have to have patience and you have to make sure that you are doing the work of modeling frequently. Is there a moment like now just thinking back that you thought you were just this close to giving up? Was there a moment like that or moments like that? Yeah, I never had those, but I definitely talked to people. I think I was lucky. Billy, Billy pressed her first button within three and a half weeks. And part of Christina Hunger's getting started information was definitely this can take up to a month for them to press a button. So I think I was prepared. And the Mm. fact that she was within that month range made it so that I didn't have a, oh, this isn't working. She had those steps of, okay, I'm interested in this button. It seems like maybe there's something that you go over here and then maybe this happens. And so she was spending a lot of time around them. I saw those steps forming of, yeah, it seems like she's making those associations. But I know of a learner that took six months to do it. If there was, if that had been the case, I feel like I would probably have a different answer for you right now. (laughs) You lucked out in comparison. Three and a half weeks is nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Cats are individuals. They're not all the same. So just like humans, there's going to be learning differences. And just there's a lot of differences in it. It's definitely how you model things. But it's but it is also your learner. Two humans can have the same teacher and one of them is going to get it significantly faster than the other one. It's just the way that things work. That's true. Of course, we never wanted to be that slow learner, but sometimes we just happen to be <laughs> yeah, that one and we just have to absolutely. suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess having that anticipation really helps. Just knowing that beforehand, yeah, I think that absolutely. helps, right? Because we're in a very impatient world right now, but doesn't happen oh, the next 100%. day. Oh, it work. Yeah, no, definitely. And it is, it, you get these buttons and you're really excited about using them. So I can completely understand that people are like, no, what happened? I don't want to use them. So I, I feel for them. I absolutely do. But yeah, it does take some consistency, some patience. And that patience is going to definitely pay out later on when you're doing this, because the other part of patience is waiting for your learner to anthropomorphize and say, get their full thought out. So if anyone's watched any of Billy's videos, frequently say, give 30 to 60 seconds between button presses to make sure that they don't have something else to say. That is uncomfortable for most neurotypical humans to do. If you can you imagine us having this conversation right now, but you had to wait 30 to 60 seconds between me saying two words, that'd be hard. It'd be really That's hard. That's really yeah. awkward. So you kind of have to train yourself a little bit to just step back. And I try to use my body cues with Billy a little bit more to make sure that she knows that I'm paying attention because Frequently, we want we want to make sure that she knows, right? So you want to say she presses later. You want to say later what? But just give her a second. And so I turn my body towards her and I make sure that she knows that I'm watching her or I come near the board. And so I try to use those nonverbal cues to be like, yes, I understand that you're using these and I'm watching and I'm waiting for you. 
but it is, it's difficult to train yourself. And I still sometimes am not very good at it, especially when I like have to get to work or I'm in the middle of something and I'm just like, we have our own lives, but yeah, it can be difficult. That's such a good training for patients in general. And I guess it's, I guess it's a double-edged sword. Good that it's training your patients, but not good if you're, say, on radio, you're used to like a 60-second dead air and you're still okay oh, with it. Yeah, no, you know, like in, in the human world, especially you're right in radio, you have to cut those dead times out exactly. Then you'll which be is, super- Oh, exactly. So we utilize, like similarly, right? No one really wants to sit there for 60 seconds and just watch a cat. Sometimes depends on what they're doing, but- Well, they're so watching we use, yours. You're yeah, doing something, right? So we speed things up. So it's, if there's that pause time, if she's having one of her thinking circles, then I'll, when I'm sharing those videos, I will fast forward that yeah. portion because I realize that people don't necessarily just want to sit there for- just watching the blank space, words. right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so kudos to you because you have Thanks. to do it live. We get all the benefits, all the entertainment with you fast forwarding. Exactly. Good job. Leads to the second question is how have these communication like buttons, the what do you call them? The A the uh, AIC. I always call them ACI. The AIC buttons. How have these buttons changed your relationship with Billy? And has it brought you closer or did it make you understand each other better? Or is it bi-directional? Is it one directional? What's your take on that? You know, I think it was a really interesting question because frequently people who are not fans of the buttons mm. will say something along the lines of, I already understand my cat, so I don't need these. And my response to them is, it's not about you. It's about your cat. Humans in general are really horrible at nonverbal communication. We default to verbal communication. My body language could be saying something completely different to what the words are coming out of my mouth. And a human is going to pay attention to those words more than right. anything with our cats. We love them, right? We all want the best for them, but they absolutely live in a dictatorship with us. Even when we are, even when we have their best interests at heart, right? We choose their food. We choose when they can go outside. We choose when they can eat. Everything in their life is our choice. Hmm. And you can do training with them. You can do cooperative care, but you are still the person that initiates that. Every time that you do training with them, you're the one that decides this is when we're doing this thing. So the buttons, what's really cool with it, is that it gives Billy a lot more agency in her life. Before the buttons, say she wanted some pets, she wanted some physical affection, and I was in the kitchen and I was cleaning. She'd have to come into the kitchen, she'd have to do some crazy gymnastics, she'd have to rub on my legs, she'd have to flop on the floor and act all cute. And yeah, if I, was, if I wasn't doing something crazy and I was like not pressed for time, I'd probably pet her. Would I spend a ton of time petting her? I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, I spend a lot of time with my animals. But in reality, we all leave pretty busy lives. And do you really spend as much time as your animal wants you to spend with them? Mm. Whereas with the buttons, I can be in the kitchen cleaning and Billy presses pets and it's a lot harder to ignore, especially when she sits there and she says pets, 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 pets. pets." (laughs) It just becomes this repeat, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm coming over. And so you stop what you're doing, Mm. walk over to that board and you give Billy what she has ostensibly asked for. Mm. So that gives Billy the choice. It gives her the agency with things, which I think is really cool because again, they just, they don't have a lot of choice in their lives. Yeah. Actually, when, I never thought about it that way. I think she probably get to understand you a bit more knowing what works with you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Press it. <laughs> she can't ignore Absolutely. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that the button has like, buttons have changed with our lives. If you had asked me before using 
in them, whether Billy and I's relationship could get any better, I would have said, absolutely not. We're already attached at the hip. Like we love each other. What are you talking about? And it's really hard to put into words the changes that I've seen since using the buttons. But in general, I would say that Billy's interest in me specifically has significantly increased. So she's constantly watching me and following me. Whereas before it was she like she did her own thing and like we were together a lot, but it was not this lasered in interest that I see in her now. So that has been a really big change. I also think that I, I, I pay attention to her more. I always did. We always do. But again, it was as an adjunct to my own life. And now I spend a lot more time observing her too. That's very interesting. And now going back a little bit, you said something about the nonverbal communication, right? How we're not that good at it. But now we're, I guess we're kicking up bit by bit. Has yeah. this process of learning this nonverbal communication with Billy, did that affect your communication skills with people? But it, I think it probably has. If you had asked my mom when I was a kid whether or not I would grow up to have any patients, she would have laughed in your face. There is definitely any part of my life that doesn't have to deal, I think with animals, I'm a very impatient person. So I think Mm. that some of this has probably increased my ability to wait for other people. I'm a, in general, I'm a very efficient person. I'm very fast. I do things fast. I walk fast. I move fast. That is not everyone else. And so I think that some of that patience that Billy has taught me does probably extend into the rest of my life. And it's made me a little bit more relaxed. Maybe Mm. a little bit, like a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm still very impatient, but I do think that some of that has made a difference. I also think making sure that you go through life trying to figure out what other people are experiencing Mm. always makes for better relationships overall. So you can call it empathy, you can call it walking in someone else's shoes, but really just trying to figure out like not necessarily what their motivations are, but what might drive a person to act a certain way really helpful because it makes you less judgmental, less likely to jump to conclusions, less likely to respond in a manner that is snapping at them or or impatient. Everyone's living their own lives and everyone has their own issues going on. And so I think that's really helpful too. Yeah. I was going to ask you, has this process given you new insights into say cat behavior, their intelligence or just emotional states? I guess you kind of touched on that. Did you want to elaborate yeah. a little bit more? Yeah, I think just in general, anyone that gets into an animal related business has probably more of a feeling that animals are as intelligent, if potentially in a different way, as humans. But mm. one of the things that the buttons has done, not necessarily increased my knowledge of animal intelligence or feline behavior necessarily, but with Billy specifically, and I'm just going to speak for Billy because again, cats are individuals and I don't know whether this applies to cats at large, but with mm. Billy, she was an older lady when we started this and we had toys and she would play a little bit, but she never showed the nonverbal interest in the toys. And so I will say that we didn't play very much. We played when she showed interest, which in my mind was not very frequently. And I think that's something that a lot of cat owners can relate to as their cats get older and they say, oh, they don't really want to play as much anymore, but they're not kittens. So it's fine. But since the buttons, Billy, I've been surprised at how frequently she presses play or asks for her her specific toys. And it's a lot. And Mm. she doesn't necessarily have the the body language that we ascribe to cats that want to play when she's pressing those buttons. But the minute Mm. that toy comes out, she's at it and she's so excited about it. It got me thinking, is it 
kind of similar to humans. We get older and yeah, we still like to play, but we're not necessarily like kids where they run out at the park and then just start playing. We have, you know, we either join like a soccer team or potentially go and play football with our friends. And Mm -hmm. there's things that we make time for because we all still like to play. It's just not the same as when you're a kid. So that has been really interesting to watch that Billy is still very interested in playing when she wants to. She Mm. just doesn't necessarily have that kitten behavior of, I'm going to throw this toy around, roll on it, and run on my back all the time. So Mm. it's interesting. That's a very good insight because it's the same for humans as well, like you just said, right? We're still, like, when we're playful, like a lot of people, like when we're old, we're still playful. It's just not in the same way. But then we expect our cats when they're old to do the same. I'm like, that's right. And even the styles are very different, not even just the energy level. Their styles can change as they get older. Yeah, same Absolutely. thing with my cats. My yeah. Maestro Carlos, the black one, he is pretty much like a grumpy old guy now. But so you <laughs> have to stimulate him the right way. And then right. he just goes yeah. like crazy. But yeah, you just have to yeah. find that. So that's what exactly what you're doing, Billy. Good yeah. job. So yeah, thanks for Billy. <laughs> with this whole communication process, did that change your daily life and your routines? Other than having to press the buttons a lot of times and stuff, but did but how has it affected your everyday life in general? Yeah, I as she became. Do you want to come up? Okay, well then. Oh, Billy, my Billy. baby. He says okay. hello, Billy. Hello. See we my shaved you. arms. Oh, baby. All right, Aww. come here and cuddle. Aww. Yeah, she's doing well. <laughs> now I have like hair all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I've forgotten the question. What was the question? <laughs> oh, has it changed your daily life oh, or yes. routines? Yeah, I think in little ways. When we first started this, it was just like button presses were infrequent. It was like every once in a while that we would go over and use them. But as she's gotten more used to them and used them more, I have had to start waking up significantly earlier. If I have to be somewhere, I try to make sure that I have time in the morning that's just like downtime that I can talk with her. Oh. because. Otherwise, I'm late. If you only give yourself the amount of time in the morning to do what you need to do to get out the door, but then you have to stop and you have to go over and you have to press the buttons or you have to go and pet and you have to go and play, it gets a little bit difficult. So I kept waking up earlier and earlier just to make sure that Billy and I had some time in the morning before I would leave for work. So that was definitely like one of the first things that changed along with it. Mm. Some of the other changes have been more so related to just the fact that she has social media channels than anything like we, we have like our billy corner where everything's billy and and we have all the cameras set up and everything and and now i have to spend a little bit more time making sure that everything's edited and posted and i have to answer comments and stuff more of the daily life changes have been because of the social media aspect of it rather than the buttons themselves but definitely i spend significantly more time actively interacting with billy mm. when we have the buttons whereas before i would say that the majority of our interactions were passive. Ah, have you considered getting Billy to answer the comments herself? Just read it know, to her. Right? Text wait from for Billy. Her to press the button. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I would don't edit that one. I would watch that one live. Read it out loud and see how she would react. I would wait, even if it's like a two-word answer after sixty Perfect. minutes. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. You should definitely consider that. Although to answer one question would probably take an hour. I'm not so sure about that. Incredible (laughs) amount of time. Yes. (laughs) 
in this process, when you're interacting with Billy, did you come up with like creative solutions or strategies along the way that helped the training process? Have you ever devised anything like that? I think that I, I followed the recommended modeling from Christina Hunger for how to introduce buttons, but some of them have required a little bit of creativity on how to model them specifically for Billy. And the majority of those are the abstract words rather than the concrete ones. And Billy only has really a couple of those. She has mad and happy and love you. And there's still a significant amount of questions on whether or not those really mean the same thing that we think of them meaning. But having to pair those emotional words with Billy's body language in addition to the context around it. I think that's probably the most creative that you get. It's not, there's not a lot of creativity that's required when you're modeling outside, right? That's, this is outside. This is mm. what this is. Mm. There's only this thing. But right. the things that make Billy irritated are going to be different than other cats. So Billy gets very irritated when I God. tell her, yeah, <laughs> when I tell her that she needs food later or when we're cuddling and I have to get up and she's not ready to stop cuddling yet. That's very irritating. But another cat may not have those, right? So you have to know what makes your cat tick in that manner. Yeah. And again, a lot of this is biased by my relationship with Billy. And is she really mad? I don't know. I can say that, like, the context is appropriate. And there was a recent video that we put up that a lot of people say that she's not really mad because she's not this hissing, arched with hair raised cat every time that she presses it but it could be a and subtle kept inside yeah. grudgy mad that's mad. yeah <laughs> i think that there's a lot of variations on negative emotions and who's to say that you and i experience mad in the same manner oh, but absolutely. one of the one of the most recent videos that i put up of billy pressing mad was i don't know if you've seen any of the videos with my sister's cat guppy we had to stay with them for a little yeah. while mm -hmm. and Guppy and Billy have a sibling relationship, I will say. They've lived together before. Mm. Guppy was adopted seven years ago when my sister and I lived together in Washington, D.C. And so Billy was the only cat in the house, and then Guppy was the interloper. Mm. And in this case, it was Guppy's house that we stayed at. So Billy was the interloper, but they very much so settled back into their big Guppy as the annoying little sister and Billy as the annoyed older sister <laughs> phase. And Guppy is a rambunctious cat. She's a chaos demon. She is really smart and she uses her powers for evil. And she was doing her normal guppy things one morning and was just wreaking havoc throughout the house. And I was getting a little bit frustrated with her. And I was like, guppy, stop. And Billy went over to her mad button and she pressed mad. Mm -hmm. And then guppy walked up to her and Billy started growling and hissing at her. Yeah. And there were a lot of comments that were like, wow, this is really interesting because she is really displaying a lot of signs of what we typically ascribe to an angry cat. Mm -hmm. So it's it's... It's intriguing, to say the least. And ultimately, it's something that we're still looking into. And are we ever going to be able to answer the question of, does Billy feel mad the way that we would feel mad? I don't we know. We'll never know. But that's yeah. like a philosophical question. Like going yeah. back to what you're saying, do we as humans, it's kind of hard to have somebody experience anger exactly the yeah. same way that we do. Some people are more yeah. outward. Some people are more like subtle. Some people yeah. don't express it. Same thing with sorrow yeah. and same thing with love. If you yeah. ask a hundred people, what is love? Okay, this is yeah. very philosophical. 
You're going to get so many different answers anyway. Exactly. If you boil it down to a physiological process, all of our emotions are related to specific neurotransmitters. So people have probably heard of oxytocin. That's one of the most common ones. Right? Yeah, it's the cuddle hormone. Mm. One that we see in humans frequently in platonic relationships and non-romantic relationships. But it it does come with love, right? Mm. But it's not necessarily related to what we would ascribe to lust. So any of our emotions are related to what our neurotransmitters are doing and what we have experienced in our life up to that point. And that's the portion that's going to be different for every single person. And also probably how much neurotransmitter you actually release as an individual. It's all very different. Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating. I could talk about it forever. I think it is too. Like (laughs) animals are not animals. Humans are not humans. I think there's just a huge variation in general. And that's what makes it so fun. Because yeah. if everybody expresses everything exactly the same way, yeah. it, it's so weird. Wouldn't that make us so like robotic? Yeah, we'd just be AI at that point, right? <laughs> oh, that's really scary. <laughs> that is really scary. Another thing is, what was the most surprising thing that ever happened while you guys were using the buttons? Like, what, do you have any instances where you were just completely shocked? Other than, yeah, you know, the one uh, yeah. with Guppy that's yeah. bad. <laughs> That was funny. Because what um, are the chances of that one happening anyway? Because I, I remember I watched that one when it was playing on my TV and I was yeah. vacuuming. And I had to go back and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I didn't see what yeah. I just saw. It, and was, it was really it. interesting. You want to get down? Okay. Hold it. She's like, fine. She's not. <laughs> yeah. I, there's been a lot of times where I've been very surprised. And I could probably run through a gazillion of them, but I will mm. talk about probably the most recent one that surprised me. So Billy's been going through some health issues and she's been on medication for a pretty long time. And we had to switch her over to a new antibiotic that unfortunately does not taste very good. And mm. before that, she'd been fine taking her medicine. We all know, we all know Billy loves food, so it wasn't that difficult, but this one tasted gross. And she was like, I don't Is want it that. liquid? It was a tablet. The liquid tastes worse. But yeah, so it's just, it's gross. It's something that's really difficult to get animals to take. Unfortunately, with some medications, there's just only so much that you can do to make it taste better and still Mm. make it effective, right? Mm. I was at my wit's end because Billy was starting to actually run away from me when I was trying to give her this medicine. And that was not what I wanted with our relationship in the least bit. And so I I sounded absolutely unhinged, but I I basically bargained with her and I just sat there for 30 minutes one night telling her that this medicine was to make her ouch go away. And that night she didn't take it. But the next morning we had another conversation and she actually took it willingly. And you can tell that she hated it. She hated every second of it, but she took it. And we haven't had any problems since really. We had one instance of her kind of just being like, the way that I interpreted the interaction was that she was tired of it. She was like, why am I still doing this thing? I feel better. Why do I still have to take this? Mm. And she still took it. So that has been incredibly surprising to me the fact that i could it just talk her into it talk and get her to understand that this horrible thing was something that she needed to take and there was a little bit of bribery involved of if you take this i'm going to give you this food that you really like absolutely Ooh. i will bribe uh, yeah <laughs> and but that has been so surprising and then beyond that she actually started requesting her medicine at the right time so she would she would take it in the morning and the night, and then she would go over and she would press medicine. And it happened more frequently than I can just say was an accident in her, just seeing what would happen, essentially. 
So I, it was really fascinating. My sister was blown away because we were staying with her when it was happening. And mm-hmm. Billy even took it for my sister and she didn't have any issues with that. And yeah, so I, it was very, it's still very fascinating to me. I can't really explain it away with anything beyond I, how much does she understand? I don't know, but there was enough of it for her to be like, okay. And then us not have any problems afterwards with something that tastes horrible. Oh. That's, yeah, it's crazy. So while you're surprised with that, other than that, have in that process, have you actually learned to be more present or mindful while you're doing this? I know it sounds kind of zen. Yeah, yeah, but you're absolutely right. I think that it all goes back to like how much I'm watching and observing Billy. Absolutely, that's mindfulness that's being in the present. And I do, I feel like I evaluate her more than mm. I may have prior to. So anytime that I'm surprised by in a way that she uses the buttons, I I always kind of go over the video footage and I evaluate what she's been doing with her body language and what the precursors were and how I reacted to it and could I have reacted in a different manner. So all of those different ways, I absolutely like, I, I take my time to dissect everything. Hmm. And now that you mentioned, that's not something that everybody does because for me, I'm not a vet. So obviously the way that I treat what I my cats do, it's not like I document it, I observe it. It's not <laughs> systematic at all. For me, my methods are experienced moms with a lot of children. Yeah, I know how yeah. this stuff works, but it's not It'll really that. Exactly. It's not calibrated and it's not systematic. It's not like I learned yeah. how to do this in the lab. Whereas for those of you in the audience, Kendra is a vet. She works with animals larger ones but the logic is the same so that's why i'm like lots of respect i'm working towards that direction if i can overcome my fear of blood here i come but (laughs) fingers crossed and you're gonna do it i don't know (laughs) i don't know how you guys do it it's amazing (laughs) but i think it is just like a certain mindset that you have right i'm always fascinated by people with artistic minds because it's not the way that my mind works in the least bit but yeah, I think that if you have a more a more logic-based mindset, then that is how you approach life. And mm. because of that, I think that I am a lot less likely than some of the other button button user moms to to really try and say ahead of time that we don't, you know, a lot of what we're doing is learning. We're gathering information. We we put out these like little videos more for entertainment, but Billy is part of a observational research study. We're trying to actually get more information about animal and human communication. And it's something that a lot of people, it's really interesting to see the different levels that people respond to that with. And it can be anything from, oh, Billy absolutely understands everything that you say to this is 100% a hoax. I even, Mm. this one makes me laugh. I think that you've made it when there's conspiracy theories about you. One person posted that we use a laser pointer to direct Billy to the buttons and that you can see it if you use a specific filter when you watch the videos. And I could not stop laughing at the amount of time that this person thought that I had. That you I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Filter. No, but that's yeah, pretty creative. Absolutely. I got to give them that. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah, no, for sure. So I think that we are somewhere in the middle and I am, I'm blinded to the research because I am a study participant, mm. but I try to be really careful about the language that I use when we are talking about it of saying Billy presses this button rather than Billy says, because that's all that we know at this point. And I think that all of us that interact with animals frequently, mm. 
we know that they're more intelligent than the average human is going to say that animals are, right? It's just that we haven't given them the opportunity to to utilize that intelligence in a way that humans recognize. Mm-hmm. And and this is definitely something that I think is really important that we are continuing to gather information. If you look back through through history, even like very frequent history, there's a lot of behaviorists that don't like this system and they say that this is crazy and it hurts the animals. And it's funny to me because in the late 80s, the early 90s, mm. that was what proponents of, of positive reinforcement training were hearing. They were laughed out of conferences because people thought that you needed fear-based techniques in order to train any animal. There's no mm. way that you can do it without fear-based techniques. No, you're never mm. going to be able to get to it. And now, 30 years later, we know that you can actually get farther using positive reinforcement rather mm. than fear-based techniques. And that's now something that we absolutely know. But yeah. if you go back in time to the late 80s, early 90s, never. Or this one, I could keep going back in time in history. But when they first learned about hand washing in surgeries, the doctor that was a proponent of washing your hands after doing an autopsy before you went in to help mothers give birth was actually, his license was taken away. People thought that he was crazy. And now it's common sense, right? We wash our hands. Yeah. (laughs) Like at, so any wait, of these things touch dead seeing, bodies and then you help oh, somebody yeah. deliver. Oh, don't they thought he the... was crazy. They thought he was nuts. We look back on that and we're like, what? That's stupid. But I guarantee you 50 mm-hmm. years in the future, people are going to look back on the time right now and be like, yeah. they didn't know that. They're dumb. And that's just mm-hmm. the way that science works. Yeah. And we always learn more information. And say this study comes out with saying that all of this is accidental. It's all bias. Everything mm. that we're doing, it's a clever Hans effect. Mm. Cool. Whatever. What's the worst thing that happens? You spend more time with your animal? Awesome. Is still like, there isn't. Yeah, there isn't a downside, but the upside of any information is that you gain it. So mm. even if this, this study cannot say that this is language acquisition, it still isn't a loss. You still gained that knowledge. Absolutely. That's why at the very beginning, I said, I think it's a win for both of you either way. Yeah. Because 100%. both of you enjoy this. The communication, if it works, that's great. Even if it doesn't, if we went to the other extreme, you got the stimulation out of it. You got the quality yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, that's why I like to, the people like sometimes I like I told a few friends and there was one is all oh, come on. Like they, they must be rewarding the cat with food. It's nothing to do with the button. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. even if you are right, what and is then, wrong with spending more time with your cats? And she's like, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think people are so afraid of being tricked. And yeah. I honestly, I appreciate the fact that people think that I have that kind of brain power or time to go <laughs> out there and record this many videos where I am directing Billy to press these specific <laughs> buttons. Cool, man. I don't. <laughs> but That's too is, much yeah. work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Currently, is already a lot of work. Like just the yeah. wait time itself. Can you imagine? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And given that you have a job, yeah, yes, yeah, it, yeah, that, it doesn't work that way. But of course, like when looking from outside, a lot of things, even for my channel, like people are like, "Oh, that's so easy." I'm yeah. like, "It's not easy. It's not what you think. It's ten seconds of entertainment is usually yeah. like hours of stuff behind the scenes. It's never, it's never easy." Yeah. <laughs> Just rewinding a little bit, I want to ask a little bit about the process about getting Billy to adapt to this communication process. Did that kind of get you to reflect about human nature in general or like 
the, our needs and our desires to express ourselves. I know it sounds a little bit Zen and philosophical. No, but did, yeah. Did you did that? Did you tap into that while? So yeah, absolutely. I think it still is something that I come into contact with, and I think that I talked a little bit about how I now approach interactions with other humans too, and trying to really have a lot more empathy and trying to figure out exactly what their motivations are behind some of their mm. actions, and it makes it it makes. It makes interacting with humans a little bit easier for sure, especially if you're an introvert like I am. But you're an introvert? Oh, very much. Yeah. (laughs) Is that why we never saw your feet? Yeah, pretty much, right? (laughs) Like you should have guessed. You only see my feet. I think that I've really enjoyed experiencing some of the interactions with with Billy's followers in the comments and learning about a couple of different things. One is the different way that languages are mm. are utilized. So one of the cool things that I think that I learned through Billy's followers is that most of the Eastern languages have similar syntax to what I've been seeing with Billy. English, you would say want catnip in in a lot of in I think Japanese and Korean, I think are the two that people have commented about that they would say catnip want instead. And the response to do you want catnip would be want rather than yes. And I found that very fascinating because it's not what I have modeled for Billy, but it is what she utilizes. So that was a really cool thing to see like the, how that plays into how humans developed language and that there are differences all across the world through different humans Mm. and also cultural differences. And that kind of stuff has absolutely been shaped by what's around them. Mm. And I think it's probably the same for cats. So it'd be, it's very cool to watch. But yeah, human nature in general, I I see a lot of human nature in my job, right? And I think that Mm. most people in general, they're trying their hardest and they want to be, they want to give their utmost, but they also have this societal constraint to always, at least in America, Mm. always put their best foot forward. Mm. And I think it's been really cool to watch Billy because she doesn't. She's very much, it's all about her and and she loves us. She does. She she definitely is not. She's not trying to sugarcoat anything, and I think that's really cool. <laughs> so I like watching her, and we love that is, about her. Yeah, like she's absolutely. so unapologetically yeah. herself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really neat. And it's something that I feel like a lot of us could probably, especially a lot of women, we could. There's a meme that goes around of the imposter syndrome. Just imagine that you're a white man in power. I think that we should all imagine that we are cats because like, honestly, they're just, there's, they are convinced one, that they're like the best cat in the world and that everyone should do exactly what they say. (laughs) And I think that some of us that are struggling, especially women could probably channel that and just be like, you know what? I am the best me and everyone should recognize that I'm the best me and it's probably going to help a lot. (laughs) Anytime you're feeling unsure, just channel your cat. Just channel your inner cat. Yeah. (laughs) And as a side bonus, you'll get the swag, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Because cats are just, as I said, like unapologetically themselves. They're not like exactly conceited, but they really don't give like. No. They're just like, this is the truth. I am this good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Take it. Perfect. Or leave it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there, it's almost like the right mixture because the, it, a little bit more, it would be arrogant and conceited, but they stop oh, right absolutely. before that line. Before that, because they're so cute and cuddly. Yep. And 
they just know how to play the cards right. It's perfect. Like, so I think all of us humans can learn just from that. Whereas <laughs> for the last question that I have for you is, mm -hmm. will you continue to expand Billy's vocabulary? There's 70 or what? 70? Yeah. Many? I think there's 72 now. 72. Over 70, I don't know exactly what the number is. Yeah. Okay. So will you, will you continue to expand the vocabulary or find other ways to improve or expand this mode of communication? Have that ever crossed your mind? Like not just the buttons, maybe some other creative ways to expand it? Yeah, I think it's all really great questions. I, the way that we've expanded her board has always been kind of organic. It's, it's because we've needed that word multiple times. Mm -hmm. So like recently we added a medicine button because she's needed that button a lot. Mm -hmm. That I have added a medicine button if she wasn't taking it? Probably not. So will her board expand? Probably because as we continue this process, there's probably concepts that will come up that I think would be interesting. Two that I've been, I guess like an overarching concept that I've been toying with is weather a little bit. She has some basic time buttons. She has soon, now, later, morning, afternoon, and night. And it's been really fascinating to watch her kind of play around with those. We yeah, remember the last time we talked, yeah. like a year ago, the word later was still kind of weird, right? It's like, yeah. what's later? Yeah, yeah. Soon versus later was a really interesting concept for me to translate into cat because it is, it's a very ambiguous concept for humans, right? You learn that soon is sooner than later, but like how soon? Is this weekend soon or is like next weekend soon or is that later? You could really use either of those, but if you're trying to make it within like a set kind of a set process so what we decided was soon was within 15 minutes and anything after was later but now that mm. billy's been trying to figure out like how much later i don't know if i'm gonna have to add another word for is, do we add week do we add day i don't oh, know wow. yet i don't know i don't know the best way to go about these things we figure it out as we go along but you know can you have time interval buttons because you're already yeah. very systematic with it already. Yeah. There's an operational definition yeah. for later yeah. and earlier. Might as well add yeah. the 15 minutes. Okay, press yeah. this once, that's 15 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. A lot of people are like, you could add a clock, but cat vision is different than ours. So what would she look at? You know, even like a digital clock, I don't think she'd be able to see unless it was like a really big one. And then an analog clock. There's some humans that can't even read analog clocks. So well, how, how about like a, what do you call that? A metronome? Like a metronome? Yeah, potentially. But then she'd have to count it. So I don't, I just don't know. There's all these things that we take for granted because we've already experienced in life and we've already kind of learned those things. But yeah. huh. I just don't know what the best, I just don't know what the best way. And it might take some trial and error, right? We might try something and it might just not work and be like, That's okay, let's fun try part. something else. Yeah. That's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. So but all yeah, the I stuff that you've learned at work or even just yeah. in your training, <laughs> it's, you're right. Crazy. It's crazy. But, it's but so I think useful. that maybe we're going to add some weather buttons soon too, like hot and cold. And maybe she has a water button, which we use for like rain, but maybe at least like hot and cold. I don't know yet. I'm toying with it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is super fun. We really do look forward to it because in Billy's journey, like it's so addictive. I think we said it before the cameras were on. It's just as a viewer, because I'm a huge fan of the channel. And every time there's a new word that's unlocked or a new button that's unlocked, <laughs> yes. It's like a video game. <laughs> and it's just so addictive because it, we just don't know what's coming up. And that's the fun part. We don't know if it's going to work. And that's also yeah. the fun part, just watching that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Billy, we're rooting for you. And yeah, I hope Billy has a, a quick recovery. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. But Absolutely. good news, like overall. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Absolutely. 
<laughs> only if Billy knows you should maybe invent a button that tells her is like this many people are watching your video right but do consider reading the comments to her. <laughs> yeah or, or try to find a comment where some of the buttons already express some of those words <laughs> nice. read it to her repeatedly see what she says <laughs> yeah and she's oh <laughs> you never know <laughs> Exactly. You're more famous than you think you are. <laughs> so anyway. She would so, probably just think it's her due. She's, of course, everyone's watching me. Why wouldn't they? That is true because she knows. You know? She Cat. just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for today. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, Kendra. Of course. It's been of a course. year and you look great as usual. And it's good to hear that Billy's doing good and that now the vocabulary is extended to 72 words. I can't wait until you guys reach 100. That's when you'll expect an email from me. I'm like, hey, Kendra. (laughs) Again. And we'll come back because we love your channel. Absolutely. Yes. You'd be surprised. Like so many people in the comments are like, you should actually get her to come back like regularly. Because, yeah, yeah, because we usually we only see like the knees and the ankles and we want more face. So there, there we are. I hope, you know, we made everybody happy. Sorry, it took a year, but yeah. No worries, least, no worries. At least it worked. <laughs> yeah, and everybody in the audience, thank you so much for being with us. I hope you all learned something, all had some fun. And if you want to use the buttons, you can always look at their website. I'll put it in the description. They can find the buttons on the website, right? Absolutely. And then any of the video descriptions on YouTube and there's links in our bio on Instagram. Yeah. And if you have any questions, I've been keeping track. Some of the questions I'm asking today is actually consolidated from our oh, comments nice. over Perfect. the past 11 months. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Kendra. And thank, thank you, you, Billy, wherever you are. I know <laughs> I saw you earlier. She's, uh, nope, she's watching the birds. <laughs> oh, okay. That's very important. We'll let her do that. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for watching. And that's it for today. So we'll see you again soon. And stay well, everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye.